Are you looking to expand your brand this year? Want to make your business stand out above the rest? Well, there's no better way to grow than with your own podcast. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a solopreneur, a small business, or a massive company, you need a podcast in 2024. Podcast Plus is an easy and efficient way for you and your brand to join the podcast revolution. There's no better way to position your company as the go-to authority than with a podcast that showcases your industry knowledge, insights, and expertise. The studios at Podcast Plus are state-of-the-art with top-of-the-line production quality. And if you're just starting out, Podcast Plus offers professional script writing, editing magic, and can conceptualize your show, create your cover art, and get you ready to stream on all major platforms. We'll market your podcast as well, showcasing it on radio stations and digital streams across the country. Expand, enhance, and extend your company and brand and reach potential clients and customers 24-7. Find out more at podcast with the K, P-L-U-S.com. That's podcast with the K, P-L-U-S.com. Five, four, three, two, one. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. A confirmed attack is taking place against the United States. Aliens from an unknown location have been reported in multiple states. We are controlling transmission. There is another world that awaits, far beyond what we can see and feel. A place that's anything but ordinary. What you believe might not be. Step into the zone of the best unknown. UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracies and cover-ups. And to the paranormal we go. Good evening from the cold, dark depths of a secret dungeon somewhere deep in the remote Pacific Northwest between the paranormal and abnormal. I'm Jeremy Scott on Thanksgiving week. It's good to be back with you. Always thankful that we can spend a few hours together on these airwaves. One day we may be sitting here when breaking news comes across these airwaves. I mean, just imagine such a scenario. Breaking news that we have found extraterrestrial life and that we are not alone. Such a uh, profound discovery that would be, and certainly wouldn't come as a surprise to me, maybe not as a surprise to you, but would come as a surprise to many people whose uh, minds have not been opened to that possibility. And confirmation of that may not be that far off, actually. And I say this... Uh, based on what we already know, but also because of secret conferences that have been held on what to do if we find alien life. Of course, it's uh, not so secret anymore because it's come to light, and uh, we're reporting on it tonight. A scientist at NASA, Dr. Michelle Thaller, or Taller, I guess it could be, says the space agency has held conferences about it would what it would do if the James Webb telescope specifically happens to find signs of life. This telescope is currently sending back images from deep space that they could could come, but she is on the record saying we have had conferences about what happens if the James Webb Space Telescope observes an atmosphere of a planet around another star and we see things that don't look natural. 
Dr. Thaler says it's only a matter of time until we have proof, but she did not reveal what NASA's strategy would be for confirming and revealing to the world that alien life has been discovered. As I've stated before, when NASA Administrator Bill Nelson has given his uh, public opinion in, in public settings about what he believes and about what he wants, which is not necessarily what NASA believes and what NASA wants, I've been critical of that before. So we have to uh, look at this with the same lens. Is this just one public figure stating her personal opinion? Or is this an indicator of how serious this is being treated? The fact of the matter is NASA has discussed the implications of exactly this. What to do if we find alien life? How do we tell everyone about it? They've been, uh, you know, having these conversations behind closed doors, yet publicly they have stated repeatedly there is no evidence of extraterrestrial origin. Then why do you have to have meetings about what would we do if we find proof of alien life? First, you would have to believe that we would actually discover alien life one day, which it it doesn't seem like, at least publicly, they are open to. And then, of course, we have the whistleblowers who say that, uh, well, the evidence is already here. We have the debris. We have the bodies. We have everything we need to prove this, but it is being covered up. Will alien life ever be proven scientifically? Is that even possible, I ask? Along those lines of of the science behind such a discovery, the word technosignature has been added to this conversation, which is something detected by scientific instruments that could point to the use, uh, use of advanced alien technology. Now, this is me speaking uh, with my own uh, opinion here. There has to be something else out there, doesn't there? You're free to call 503-506-0396 in the United States or Canada and tell us otherwise. 503-506-0396 in the United States or Canada, and on Skype at ITP51. But it is my opinion, it is my belief, I believe it to be an educated opinion based on the hundreds of interviews and the thousands of hours we have now spent on this program over more than, well, almost a decade now, actually, of doing this show, that that I believe that to be a true statement. There has to be something else out there. There's no question mark as far as I'm concerned. Because our universe stretches beyond the limits of our comprehension. It's not just what we can see when we step outside. There's a lot more that we can't see. Sometimes these things never come out of the darkness. At least not when we're paying attention. But what if, out there among the billions of galaxies... Life forms that defy our understanding. What if they really do exist? 
What if there is really this stuff somewhere between the paranormal and the abnormal? See, I wonder many of these things. I think about them often. It's just about every day that I pick up a book and at least read a chapter or two that has something to do with the subjects that we discuss on the show. And so, as I think about whether life exists beyond the boundaries, uh, I guess it's really that that we set, right, for for our own reality, what we're willing to accept. So, just to uh, recap here, plans are being made for how to handle the discovery of alien life with closed-door meetings. Whistleblowers are alleging that the government is covering up the existence of extraterrestrials. And there are those who have experienced it as well. They play a very, very key role in this whole process. If you've been listening to me throughout the uh, any, any part of the past few years, as we've really been on this uh, disclosure train, I've been harping on that. I've been saying, where are the experiencers? Where are the witnesses? Not that they're not willing to come forward and put their careers and their credibility and whatever on the line, but they were just not invited into the previous settings so far. And now the only reports that the All-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office seems to want is from government people. They don't want normal experiencers who have uh, gone through this. In fact, uh, we have a contact E tonight, as she prefers to be known. Her name is Nancy Timms. She's a former Department of Defense employee. She's a lifelong contactee of extraterrestrial beings who has come to the conclusion that now, this day and age, is Time for Disclosure. She's created timefordisclosure.com to advocate for open dialogue about extraterrestrial interactions and the greater implications for humanity. Stay tuned throughout our broadcast tonight because we'll have some information. It's a project that Nancy's not involved with, but it deals with uh, diplomatic relations with extraterrestrials. Uh, It's what we talked about on the program last week, in fact. And that conference uh, that we've been uh, promoting is happening next week. So listen for those messages. But here tonight is Nancy Timms, and we welcome you to the program. It's so good to have you here. Good evening to you. Thank you. I'm proud to be here. I'm enjoying it. I enjoy listening. Thank you so much. Uh, Nancy, what did you do at the Department of Defense? Um, I was in the dental field, and I had a security clearance because I worked uh, at a teaching facility, so I was around a lot of majors and generals, commanders, and basically all the soldiers. So the security clearance is because of the level of um, military that I was working with, but I was a civilian, So, and to be honest with you, it was um, pretty much our conversation stuck around dentistry um, and didn't really talk about anything out in the extraterrestrial world or anything of that nature. So uh, did you have experience uh, as a dentist? A dental, actually, I was a dental assistant, and I had a radiology permit. So that's what, yeah, I, I've always done that since I was a, a Graduated you, from high school. And you needed the security clearance because the place you were practicing at was uh, was w- at what level? 
Um, just G6. I was working for, um, the first place I went to work was Schofield Barracks at Oahu, and I was a civilian, but working for the Department of Defense for the Army. So they pretty much make everybody have a security clearance. And how many facilities uh, did you work at? Well, that I worked at Schofield Barracks in Oahu, and then the last place I worked was um, Fort Benning, Georgia. And uh, over a period of uh, how long? Oh, about seven or eight years, something like that. Yeah. All right. So you had a career in the Department of Defense. Did UFOs ever get discussed? Not really. That, you know, um, I pretty much had learned just from my younger years that it's not a topic that everybody will, will talk about. And in the military, you know, they might joke around about it, but nobody really talks seriously about it. So this was not something that you had any sort of inside knowledge due to uh, no. due to your job? No, not at all. My experiences are from being a lifelong contactee with interdimensionals. And this started when I was, in, you know, my memories go back as far as being a toddler and having memories of visitations. Yeah. And this has carried on till this very day. And and we'll get into that. What do you think about the whole state of, uh, say, the the Aero Office? Uh, because that's uh, operated by the Department of Defense. Well, I think there's a. I think it's kind of a divided sector. I think that there's like say fifty percent that want to get this all disclosed for the general public, but then there's, you know, the other fraction of it, the other fifty that. They have their reasons why they're reluctant to do it. So, you know, the the thing about the military is that I think a lot of times they kind of create drama and fear because they've always known that the interdimensionals were going to show up. And they I think they've kind of always wanted to create some kind of fear so that humanity would have a hard time accepting them. And also, it also makes for a way for them to ask for more money from the government for more weapons of mass destruction or things that they could possibly put in space, which the interdimensionals will not let that happen. All right, hold that thought. Nancy Timms is my guest tonight. Uh, We're talking with her, not alone. I'm Jeremy Scott. We'll be right back. Jeremy Scott, somewhere between the paranormal and the abnormal. All right, contact with uh, interdimensionals uh, that started as a toddler have continued today. I'm talking with a contactee by the name of Nancy Timms. Uh, Nancy, please continue. Tell us what happened to your first recollection of this. Well, um, my memories are, you know, I have so many, but um, basically they would come and get me and they would take me by the hand and we would be able to fly through ceilings or through the window. And, you know, and this 
uh, carried on all the way through uh, junior high, high school, all through there. And I never really understand what, how this was happening. And I uh, also have figured out that they use a lot of screen uh, imaging to make this um, contact. Uh, like holograms? Be, well, no, no. They just, no, not a hologram. It's just like they can change their their image to look like they can go into your mind and pick something that you're comfortable with. And they can appear to you in that image. They can change the scenery around you to where it may look like you're, you, you could be a little Indian princess and, and be around other Indians and things of this sort. So they have the capability and technology that they can do these things because their goal is to make this as comfortable as possible because they they are very patient and they give you time to grow into this. This is not something that you can just automatically do. And when you're young, um, you're not as scared. So it's easier for you to participate in these contacts. As I got older and started seeing things on television and starting to not one starting to wonder, you know, like starting to feel fear, you know, it was, you know, I was getting scared and stuff. And so they were patient with me with that. So a lot of times, you know, they would periodically test to see how much consciously I, how I would react to their physical image. And depending on, um, what um, moods they caught me in, whether I was like highly afraid or highly scared, this kind of thing, then, you know, they would, um, you know, change the image to appear to something different to try to make it more comfortable. So you did have some experiences where you were afraid, like uh, what, what what was going through your head? I would keep my eyes closed. I could sense their presence and I knew that it was, extraterrestrials i knew it i've always known it and i could feel it and so i would just keep my eyes closed or either they told me if it makes you feel better keep your eyes closed i'm not quite sure on that but what would happen was they would um i would be laying there i'd feel my covers um pull off and then i would vibrate from head to toe toe to head and my body would vibrate and after a certain period of vibration then all of a sudden my body would start to float off the bed and then next thing I knew I was opening my eyes because I realized what was happening and I realized I was holding the hands with um, a female gray who I now call my um, extraterrestrial ET mother and I also know that what they were doing at that time for years, I never understood what it was, but basically what they were doing was changing my vibrational frequency to, the you know, us humans being three-dimensional, we cannot go through ceilings or walls or doors. So they would vibrate me and change my frequency to their frequency. Therefore, when I left and I would go in my physical body and holding the hand of my uh female great escort that has always been with me and we were able to i was able to travel as she could walking hand in hand with an extraterrestrial more of this story continues i'm jeremy scott somewhere between paranormal and abnormal
This is Paranormal News. Where is Mars? The red planet has disappeared from Earth's sky due to a solar conjunction as the sun obscures Mars and Earth from each other. NASA says the planets are 235 million miles apart and temporarily invisible to each other for the next two weeks. The solar conjunction also affects communications with spacecraft on Mars. NASA is holding off sending commands to its Mars fleet for the time being as hot ionized gas from the sun's corona could potentially corrupt radio signals leading to unexpected behaviors. George Henry, Paranormal News. We're definitely not alone. Absolutely, the data points empirically that we're not alone, yeah. Some of these visitors very well might be multidimensional in their source. Congress mandated that Aero set up a publicly discoverable and accessible process for safe disclosure. There's an extremely high probability that we are not alone as an intelligent species in this universe. And I also think from the sources that I speak to, there is a preponderance of evidence to suggest at least prima facie that we should assume that we are being visited by a non-human intelligence. Is the US government on the cusp of disclosing the presence of non-human intelligences on our planet? We're not alone. We're not alone. We're not alone. Pair of normal. It's part paranormal and part abnormal. There's nothing ordinary about what's on your speakers. Into the pair of normal with Jeremy Scott. So a uh, closed door meetings. If the James Webb Space Telescope were to find signs of alien life, how would uh, NASA and perhaps other bodies deal with that? I'm Jeremy Scott, into the pair of normal, and our guest is Nancy Timms, who is a lifetime contactee, was telling us about being led hand-in-hand by uh, a being of some sort. And so, uh, please continue. I'm curious uh, where you were being led to. Okay, so basically, it's usually grays travel in a party of three, and these are a hybrid gray that are uh, designed by the tall grays, and they pretty much uh, transport contactees back and forth from craft to or wherever destination that that they're needed. So they like to use the hybrids because um, the interdimensionals really don't do too well in our density on earth so they'll use the little uh, shorter grays to do their um, footwork for them more or less but once you get up there on craft um, their job is pretty much over and then that's where you see the uh, tall grays um, humanoid looking aliens and and then just uh, usually it's an assortment of different ones so um, that's when, you know, you it you start having more conscious memories at this point a lot of times. Uh, did you start to then remember what had happened to you over time? Well, I have remembered things uh, pretty much all along. It's just um, them giving me longer periods of consciousness because – our emotion, we're very, human beings are very emotional. And when we feel our, our fear, you know, you know how it feels for us to have fear. Well, it's like tenfold 
they feel it and they don't really like that feeling. So what they would do is they'll sort of tap you out, so to speak, into a subconscious functional mode. So that's where a lot of people like me will have fragmented memories. Instead of a full conscious memory, you'll have fragmented, which means it's kind of like puzzle pieces that you, you know, over the time, like as you spiritually grow and as you just get older, you you eventually you start to have a, a better understanding of what it is that's happening to you and what it all means and what your purpose is to them and what their agenda is. Okay, so what have you determined? Were, were you taken somewhere and, and then uh, maybe experimented on something of that no. kind? No. Um, I am a contactee. I'm not an abductee. I've never been abducted. I've been a contactee since birth. Um, when I got in my 30s and I wanted to understand more about this and I wanted to know why me, you know, what is the purpose of this, et cetera. And I, started asking for more conscious uh, contact and I wanted to be able to have some answers. So basically they came to get me and took me before a group of elders, which were uh, a number of extra interdimensionals. And basically they told me that I had made a decision to come here and be here at this period of time because humanity needed people like me and I'm not the only person there's a million others like me and they probably have not come to grips with their role in this or either they're not fully awake yet but we are here to help humanity into embracing um, extraterrestrials and realizing that we are not alone in the universe and there's more in the whole universe than just us and that we are at a pivotal point where we need guidance from extraterrestrials. And that's why they chose um, incarnates like me to come here and, and assist in this um, humanitarian t- uh, endeavor. And I also know through my um, years of experience with them, they always told me uh, that I could always come home if this became too much being a human being and it never resonated with me that this was not my true home so what i've been told and i've admitted and accepted that i was an extraterrestrial before i came here and they there are many like me and not all from the same race we are all from different races and we are here to one they can learn about human beings because they've watched me all my life. I'm 63 years old. They've watched me all my life, and they've seen every aspect of a human being. Um, you know, we go through bad times. We go through good times. It's not always peaches and cream. So they know firsthand, because we're very emotional beings, they have a better understanding of us by having contactees here. And also, um they can also um, keep up with my spiritual growth in seeing how I develop in me and able to maintain my hum- human life and then also knowing who I am. So they 
have always kept a close eye on me and and do up to, until this day. And this is part of my mission is to send the message out there. Humanity needs to know the truth. They need to know that we have an extraterrestrial heritage and that the interdimensionals are not the lower rim extraterrestrials. Contactees are are not exposed to what the what these abductees have been through. I'm not saying that they did not experience this. I think they did. There's lower realms of extraterrestrials that has worked with governments and different organizations to prevent humanity from evolving into more intelligent and 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 ascending to a higher extension. So that's mainly why contactees are very important is because we we can tell the truth and we can explain the agenda and we know firsthand that the interdimensionals are a loving race and they are not just here for you and me or just any particular uh, country in the world they care about everybody in the whole world and i'm talking about our planet they see our earth as a living being they see our trees as living beings our plants our flowers all the indigenous people all the people that are innocent bystanders that don't even know that we're having a war they are not going to let us kill off all these innocent things that are so beautiful and they have a part in creating so Humans have humanity has to realize we are just a very small fraction of what's important to extraterrestrials or interdimensionals. They love the whole planet and hope that we learn to appreciate it more and take better care of it. So uh, maybe I'm reading into this too much, but I don't think I am. Does this mean that the aliens won't let nuclear war happen? I'm not saying that that won't happen because uh, I'm saying that they will not allow us to bring that into space and they will not let it be a worldwide event. I'm not saying that something could, some event I feel like probably will happen. I don't know what, I do not know everything. I'm a human having a human experience. I do not claim to know everything. Um, uh, they teach me things as I need to know because I have to be able to have my human experience and I am a mother and I am a grandmother and my life here is very important so I have to balance things out and they're not going to overload me to where I wouldn't be able to do both jobs to to the best of my ability so but I do know that there could be a mishap of that nature but it would not be a mass destruction but and they would be here quickly to assist us. Um, you know, I know that timelines are already set, and these things are happening. Disclosure is going to happen, and there's you know it's going to happen. Nobody can stop it. And I know that the people that do are trying to stop it. They they already knew that this was all going to happen, so. Timelines are set. Everything's not set in stone. It is going to happen, but the events that happen up until it, I don't know. And I'm sure, you know, a lot of that can go either way, you know, but it may take a, a minor problem for the get humanity to, as an overall humanity, to wake up and realize that we are not alone and they are here 
to assist us and help us not fix our problems. We They treat us just like children, like we treat ours. If they make a mistake, they suffer the consequences and they have to learn from the mistakes and they have to fix their mistakes. So that's the way that they see us. So, but they are here to help us because we are at a pivotal point. We are intelligent enough to know that they are interdimensionals, extraterrestrials. They are not gods. They are not the creator of everything. They believe in a, a creator source, which would be equivalent to what we call God. They all have souls, and they uh, have what I've been told is that uh, when we leave this planet, we are only our body uh, stays here. Our soul and our consciousness moves up into goes to creator source. And then with a group of elders and whoever in the higher dimensions decide on what we will incarnate to next. You said earlier that they want us to know that they exist. Uh, why is it then that they don't appear to more of us? Well, they want us to accept. They want us to accept that they are here and that they are real. Um, and they do. But And the more people wake up, the more you will start to see things. And if people would get some binoculars, um, not vision binoculars with infrared light, you can see a lot of stuff up in the skies. So they are there and they are here. And it's a matter of one thing that I know for sure, and I know this from experience, is that until you are ready, they're not just going to shell shock everybody. You and I are having a conversation. We are open to this. But there's a lot of people out here that know absolutely nothing about this. And not all interdimensionals or extraterrestrials look like us. They are not all humanoids. So that's another thing that as a whole we have to accept that not everybody in the universe looks like us. So the reason why they're not going to land somewhere is because a lot of people would not be mentally ready, intellectually ready to understand what was happening. And they don't want people to just have a, a, you know, a massive panic attack. So they are about a million years ahead of us. And they, this is not the first time that they've done this. It is the first time for us. This is, a momentous point for humanity. We have never, ever experienced anything like this. And it is happening, and we are all a part of it. And it's an amazing time to be alive. But you have to understand, they, they're not, they're looking at all of humanity, all of us, all of us, people that you and I have never even thought of. But they are focused on everybody, and the world has to be ready not just the people that are into the have an interest in these topics. Um, I'm talking about the people that really don't know anything about this. They have to get everyone prepared so that they can understand and, and realize they, they have been around for long before humans were ever here on Earth. Uh, we're talking with contactee Nancy Timms. I'm Jeremy Scott into the paranormal, somewhere between paranormal and abnormal. We'll be right back. Into the paranormal. 
I'm Jeremy Scott, somewhere between paranormal and abnormal. Are we alone? What do you say? I'm talking with Nancy Timms, a, a lifelong contactee. Uh, so you were mentioning before the break about these uh, the species uh, being around here long before us. So uh, uh, how long do you know? Oh, I don't know exactly how long, but I know it, uh, they are a million heads years, a million years ahead of us in technology. So I can only imagine. And I know that their lifespans are way, way longer than what human beings, what we experience. So um, their technology is hard to even explain. It's so far ahead of us. Um, our phys- physics does not even apply to them. They they are so far ahead of anything we could ever imagine um so they're 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 very old all of the um extraterrestrials and interdimensionals are are very old and they had a role in creating us and we are not just from one race we are a creation of many different races and many different races are warning us to ascend and also to um they feel like we're finally at this pivotal point where we're intelligent enough to understand their the meaning of their presence and also they are a bit fearful because we are playing around with some technology that could totally wipe out our whole planet and i'm not talking about just the humans i'm talking about uh, it would disrupt the whole balance of nature. And this, when they do these things with atomic weapons and such, it also um, ripples out into the universe and it affects certain things out there. And that's what brought their attention here, you know, because we're playing with toys that we should not be playing with and not using our intelligence and our weapons wisely. So they have seen these same mistakes with other races so being like a parent to us and understanding that we are still a very young uh, race of beings they are extending a hand and assisting us and helping us to get through this stage in our evolutionary stage and also to help us to become galactic citizens in the universe and I'm not saying this is going to happen overnight. This is, you know, this doesn't happen overnight. But we have to start somewhere. And it is now is the time. It's time for disclosure. And disclosure from our government is totally different from disclosure from the extraterrestrials. And we've got a lot of growing up to do. But we have to start somewhere. So does that mean that the ETs may just uh, override everything uh, and and we won't need the government? Uh, We won't need these committee meetings, these congressional hearings. We won't need a president to get up on television uh, to, you know, do an address from the White House that that if the ETs are ready and if they wanted to, they could just do it themselves. Absolutely. And I think it's pretty evident to me that, they are going through they are addressing people with people like me to talk to humanity they're focusing on humanity the people of the world not the so-called people of higher power in governments or of 
the people that control all the things that happens in our life, they are talking to humanity. And we are very large in numbers, so they are addressing humanity, the people of Earth. Nancy, uh, before we hit our bottom of the hour break and come back after news to continue our conversation, uh, tell the audience how they can uh, become in contact with you and read more about the information you have on the Internet. I have timefordisclosure.com, which is a website. I also have a Facebook group called Time for Disclosure. We've never been alone. And, um, you know, it's an open platform where people can come in and discuss their experiences and, you um, you know, in a safe place, and they can also learn a lot, and they can share information. And I also want to express that um, I am belong to the group, uh, and I would like to be more involved in it, but it's called UAP Medical Coalition. I think as this disclosure progresses, there will be uh, a need for mental health people to step in and to help people who start to wake up and to have them understand their experiences. Okay, hold that thought. More with Nancy Timms in the second hour of our program tonight. I'm Jeremy Scott, somewhere between paranormal and abnormal. If you think this hour was mind-blowing, just wait until you hear what's next. Into the Paranormal. We'll be right back. secret is area 51 yeah and if you believe that you'll really like this show into the paranormal our thanks again to johnny cobb and uh jerry mccoy the uh, composers and producers and performers behind our great theme songs which you can pick up on sale in the into the paranormal store parabnormalradio.com click on store or go to parabnormalradio.com slash shop. Check out our products. Uh, for those of you who are wondering, we've kind of shined those up a little bit, given them a, a, a much clearer uh, a, appearance uh, as I've ordered those personally. I was never disappointed with the quality, but now I'm even more impressed with the quality. So we've uh, it's the same products, but we've uh, changed up the images just a little bit. And so if you uh, go to paranormalradio.com, click the store, you can see our products that we have, a few that are on sale. And if you're looking for something, uh, or maybe you hear this and uh, you have a fan of the show in your household and uh, they are looking, or you're looking for a Christmas gift idea, uh, you'll find it. And of course, your support helps the show that your loved one loves so much or maybe that's you who loves it so much your support helps us and we appreciate that parabnormalradio.com it is the holiday season talking tonight with a contactee nancy timms and uh, we've had a uh, 
very interesting conversation about her life of contact uh, and how it is uh, formed her uh, her opinions on this subject. And so, uh, interested in what you think on the whole state of disclosure. Uh, I mean, as mentioned, NASA has now had closed-door meetings that they've admitted to. We've had whistleblowers who are coming forward. Uh, This is a very momentous time to be alive if uh, you're one of those people like you and I who want the truth to eventually come out. Absolutely. I think it's a momentous time for us. I mean, I I think we're all very lucky to be alive and seeing this happen. Um, A lot of people have lost their life in the trying to disclose this and other people trying to not let it be disclosed. So, you know, uh, I wish that everyone that had worked towards this was alive to see this. So we are, I'm very thankful that I'm getting to experience this. And I, I think it's going to continue. Um, I, I, you didn't hear much about the um, congressional meetings uh, in Mexico. Uh, they've had two there and they, you know, had some pretty good scientific reports um, some, to some people. It wasn't what they wanted to hear or accept. To others, it was, um, you know, very good. And I was disappointed that the American government and the media here uh, did not focus more on the outcome of these of those um, bodies that they were that they displayed there at Mexico City. You can't be serious, Nancy, right? Oh, I'm absolutely serious. You know who you, was, know, you know you, you know who's behind those bodies, right? Well, I know that the I know that a lot of people say that he has a history of doing these things, but I also listened to the scientists that were using 3D radio uh, radiograph uh, imaging, which uh, is pretty high tech. And they were looking at the skulls, the suture lines in the skull, and they were looking at the fact that when you take uh, a digit out of the bone and stuff, that there was no way it was fake because you would be able to fit it in just properly. They would be able to tell if it wasn't real. And there were no indications that any of that had been messed with. Now, I will say that metal plate in their chest I do not understand the significance of that. I have sat and thought, you know, what, you know, what is the purpose of that and stuff. But from everything they said, the um, metals and stuff are not elements known to Earth. Well, uh, I guess we'll just leave it at that. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. uh, So as far as uh, the experiencers, do you... Do you wish that more uh, people like yourself were included in these conversations, such as those at the congressional level? Uh, and you mentioned up the the hearing down in Mexico. That was also a, uh, I believe, a the Mexico equivalent to a congressional hearing. Um, so there has been some progress as far as that is concerned. It seems like the U.S. got the ball rolling, and then other countries are uh, kind of picking it up and and having their their own hearings. Right. I feel like. They are not um, utilizing contactees. There's a, a great difference, and I think I said this earlier, between abductees and contactees. Abductees are usually have like just like 
a one-time deal, kind of like Travis Walton. I don't, I know if you're, I'm sure you are familiar with him. They made a movie Absolutely. about him, Fire the Sky, and that was a one-time deal. I am a contactee. This has happened to me, and I have experienced up until this day from my birth. So I have grown, and they have groomed me into this to be able to do this. This is a mission. I'm not making any money doing this. I have not written a book. I don't have any T-shirts for sale. I am simply telling you the truth because humanity needs to know the truth. We are not alone, and we never have been, and it is time for us to accept we are not alone in the world, and we have our extraterrestrial family, brothers and sisters, are here to help us. In fact, to take it a step further, the extraterrestrials uh, were involved in our creation. Is that what you believe as well? Yes, absolutely. There's no doubt. And it, it's in our, it's probably what they call our junk DNA, but um, it's, our government knows all these things. So it's, it's, you know, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. The interdimensionals are here. Um, everything is falling into place. And if you've noticed you know, things are kind of like happening like a little faster than what a lot of people realized. And um, and a lot of things are going on around the whole world. So, you know, that's the problem. Uh, we are only seeing what the media here allows us to see. And obviously they are controlled by a party of people that ne- don't necessarily want this all to happen, which is not in the best interest of humanity. So, um, I would say people need to pay attention to what's going on in the whole world and not just what's happening here in our country. So when you first started to tell your story, did you some meet some resistance at all in that? Well, I grew up in a family that um, said, you know, you don't need to tell people these things. Um, people will think that either you're making it up or people will think that you're having some uh, crazy dreams and and things of this nature. And some people have asked me, what makes you think this is not a dream? And I I say, because I stand there face to face, holding hands, touching their face, them touching mine. Us having a bond and love and telepathic communication, um, I'm not a telepathic person, but they are telepathic to me. I answer in in my normal voice as, as a human being, but I have touched them. I have held hands with them. I have embraced them, and they love me, and I love them, and they have taught me so many things. I, I know we don't have a lot of time to talk about all this, but I just got back from a trip to Mexico where they had my son and I go, and my children have experiences as well. My oldest son as is a lot of experiences like I have. He has face-to-face with the interdimensionals, and they had us go to Mexico to learn a lot of things because they want me to experience things so that I have a better way of not only of explaining it to people, but I'm actually experiencing these things. So I know firsthand what it's like to be um, an indigenous. They sent me to the mountains in Mexico to see an indigenous um, uh, race that are a dying race, and they were called the Zapotec, and they are a dying race because their children have chosen technology and materials things 
over maintaining their own culture. So they are a dying race, and they are as old as the Incas and the Mayans, and they are uh, three hours up from Huatuco, and it's called um, San Jose de Pacifico, and it's up in the mountains. It takes three hours to drive up to the mountains, and when you're up there, you look down, you are above the clouds. So they are called the people of the clouds, and they wanted my son and I to go there, and we went, and we learned so many things, and they taught me. They took their arms out and spread as wide as you could, and they said, everything is alive. Everything is alive. Everything is a being. And we are all connected. We are connected to everyone, everything. Our earth is a living being. Our plants, our trees, everything is a living being. And, you know, it's okay to use technology and things, but we cannot let it get out of control. We have to be in control of, use our mind and use use these gifts of technology with a wise mind and not let it overtake us and us lose out on, you know, our futures for our, not just us, but our grandchildren and our children's grandchildren's children. So this is a major thing. This is not just about all of us right here and now. We're talking about the future of humanity and we need to change and we need to learn better ways of taking care of ourselves. And we need to look within and realize that we have a lot of dumbed down capabilities that are, we are unique. We are wonderful. We have a lot to give the universe because we are unique and wonderful. And we have a lot of um, things that are suppressed in us. But as we awaken, we are going to learn and be more aware. And we're going to outgrow a lot of these ways that we are living because we won't have a need for it because we'll be more intelligent and we'll be more aware. So it's, it's a growing process, but we are at the point where these things are happening and they're happening fast and we need to be ready and be ready for change. And it will be for our better betterment for sure. It will it is all for the good of humanity. Uh, would the aliens then slightly disagree with you in the sense that you believe now is the time for disclosure, but they would say we're not ready? Our disclosure in our governments is different from their disclosure, okay? Their disclosure, what they're doing is they're looking at the frequency that we project out into the universe. Right now, um, me, for example, they have my frequency vibrating very high, and I'm very in tune with them, and there's probably a million people like me. They just haven't come forth or made themselves known, but there are a lot of people like me. There's nothing special about me. I'm just one of a million. I'm just one of the first ones you've met. But we, the I, my goal is not only to, I, I want to help other, help everyone around me to raise their frequency and teach them to have more positive attitudes, better thoughts, because that will raise our vibrational level. Well, it'll make us happier as well. I think we could all use that. More with Nancy Timms to come tonight. I'm Jeremy Scott. We'll be right back. Into the paranormal.
Into the Paranormal, I'm Jeremy Scott. Somewhere between the Paranormal and the Abnormal. Contacting Nancy Timms is my guest. Her website, timefordisclosure.com. So uh, talking about raising our vibrational levels, uh, that's the key here in order to uh, make contact. Right, Nancy? Yes. Um, If we can get our frequency and learn to become more positive, and we will outgrow as we evolve uh, and we ascend. We're going through an ascension now. And as we do this, we will outgrow these old ways of thinking and old ways that have controlled us in our society. Um, We, you know, people are working from nine to five and um, not enjoying their life like they really should. Um, We should be enjoying all the aspects of, of, you know, from childhood to teenage years until senior citizens. And a lot of people this day and time work paycheck to paycheck. And some people take care of other people's kids and don't even get to experience their own children's life. So there's a lot of things about our society that needs to change. And the um, things that fashioned it for the past 100 years or even before that uh, has kind of got us into a society where everything is so materialistic and, um, you know, banking systems are time in the extraterrestrial or interdimensional world. There is no such thing as time. Time is a man-made uh, thing. There is no such thing as time. There is no such thing as money or currency. Um People learn to share and get along, and everybody does their part. And I'm not saying that we would be able to do this overnight. This is not going to happen overnight. But there's a lot of things where we could learn to be better human beings. We could have a longer longevity. We could learn to um, eat better foods. Uh, Our extraterrestrials and interdimensionals would not touch our food. There's so many toxins in our water and in our food. They would not eat it. And they want to teach us how to be smarter about paying attention to what things that are, are, you know, that we consume because a lot of it, that even though the government approves it, it's really not good for us. So also, um, you know, they want to teach us to respect our earth, respect our the air that we breathe, respect the water that we drink and start being better to it. And it will be better to us. You know, we will live longer and healthier lives. We have the ability to, with positive attitudes, we can um, actually heal ourselves to a certain point. Um, and, you know, we can learn to use some of the natural type um, herbs and things that were placed here on this earth to help us that pharmaceuticals companies either rebranded or got rid of because they want to make money off of us. We are a slave to a system that has made us unhealthy and we're going nowhere. We have got to take this assist. We don't have to, but it would be advisable or great if we would take the assistance of interdimensionals and extraterrestrials so that we can learn to be a better society and we can raise our children in the better in the future and have better lives and enjoy our life more. And uh, you say we have an open invite? Yes, we have an open invitation. Um, they're just waiting for us to be, for humanity to be at a level of acceptance of their presence and also to accept assistance. And they are not here to do anything but help us and love us. 
I wouldn't expect that the extraterrestrials wouldn't eat our food. I wouldn't want to eat their food, although I'm not sure if they uh, if they eat the same way that we do. But you never know. My guest is Nancy Timms. I'm Jeremy Scott. Into the Parabnormal continues after Parabnormal News with George Henry. Normal news. Comets could be a source of extraterrestrial life. That's being spread through the universe according to new research. Scientists suspect that comets may have delivered the organic ingredients necessary for life on Earth. Now researchers from the University of Cambridge's Institute of Astronomy have made mathematical models that theoretically show how comets could have deposited the building blocks of life on exoplanets. The team says because it's possible that the molecules that led to life on Earth came from comets, the same could be true for planets elsewhere in the galaxy. George Henry, Paranormal News. with one of these things or maybe being led hand in hand as in the case tonight from contacting Nancy Timms her website timefordisclosure.com as far as uh, this open contact or this invite uh, to have contact uh, we were talking about that uh, right before our uh, bottom of the hour news break uh, this open invitation but are there certain parameters uh, that you know of? Well, I know that certain things have to happen for these things to occur. I do not know everything. I do not claim to know everything, you know, but I do know that certain things have to occur. Uh, mainly is humanity's acceptance and also for them to, um, for us to have a better understanding of them being here and for it to be known you know, as much as possible worldwide. And um, I think all this is going to happen. It's just, uh, it's happening. And I think it's going to happen sooner than later, to be honest with you. So it's all happening. And, you know, there's timelines already laid out. So I don't think, I think the government knows this, but they say, to be honest with you, I think that they're kind of like hee-hawing around uh, I think they're expecting James Webb Telescope to do their job for them. They're hoping James Webb Telescope will find something. Then that would make it a lot easier on them. They want, you know, if everybody's so excited about James Webb finding life, 
that that's going to try to take um, the eyes off of them and them coming forth with their disclosure because there's a lot of unanswered questions as to why this was covered up for so long. And, you know, there's a lot of people that just really don't want to um, suffer those consequences, but they're going to find out anyway. It's just a matter of time. But I think that they are kind of like just waiting for the James Webb telescope to, and they're hoping that they can kind of float in under that with all the happiness with uh, that humanity will be so thrilled, you know, to find out that we've found something. But the reality is, is that extra interdimensionals and extraterrestrials, they are all here right now. You know, they're everywhere. <laughs> Life is everywhere. Yeah, well, so what's the possibility of what the telescope could could actually feasibly oh, find? There is life out there. There, There is, and it will find it. And um, I, I know from my research that they've already got some pretty good indications, and they know exactly where to look, and they're doing that right now. So it's just a matter of time before all this comes out on its own. Um, either on the scientific side or the government side of, of, of their disclosure. So, you know, these things are going to happen. So um, all I can say is that we need to, uh, we can't force this on people that don't want to know it, but we can also, also the ones that do, you know, give them the, the proper information and the correct information and let them make their choices, you know, from the correct information because there's so much misinformation out there. It's just so chaotic. But that's one thing that I hope I can do is to help people to understand the whole process and how much they really do care about how they approach us and, you know, how it will affect us, affect our lives. And they're very patient, and they're not going to put us through anything horrific or anything of this nature because they want it to be as pleasant of an experience as possible. As far as the the contact methodology, I know there's protocols uh, like the CE5 protocols and others as well uh, in which go a long way, I hear, towards an individual making contact or a group of individuals. I've never tried that. I've, I've paid close attention to it, and I've gotten different mixed of views on feedback. I, for one, don't have a need for disclosure or any of those things because I personally have had these things. I know that it's real, and I, you know, and I know that, you know, I can um, have communication with the interdimensionals that have watched me all my life. So. You know, if I were to go out there to a C5, yes, I am in tune with the interdimensionals, but I I don't know who in the world they are summoning. You know, I have no clue. And I, I don't know that that would be my first choice in a way of trying to do that, to be honest, because you don't know. And you need to have everything needs to be with good intentions, you know, and how do you know everybody out there is has good intentions you know there could be people that just want to screw things up or just not make it work i mean you, it's it's to me i don't know I, I i'm not sure how i feel about the c5 thing to be honest with you because 
I, I just know that there's so many variables and different ways that things could play. So my way, I like to do it is just one, you know, face to face. Um, but I do know that people are wanting to do this and there's nothing wrong with trying it, but I would say that you would need to meditate and make sure in your meditation that you're asking for positive contact, positive, um, you know, positive face-to-face, positive contact, you know, these always keep it on that you want good, loving contact, you know, a friendly type contact and keep those things in focus. I think would be important. So then you do meditation uh, when you're about to have contact? Well, I have my way of doing my meditation. Like before I came on here, I asked them to grant me uh, the ability to say the right things and to be relatable to all people and to give me information that they want me to try to, to, you know, indicate to others to learn. But, um, you know, as far as sitting down for hours doing the meditation and stuff, I don't personally do that. Um, I'm a grandmother and a mother, and, you know, I've got a lot of other stuff to, to do. So, yeah. But I do know that people, you know, are trying to make um, contacts and stuff. And I think that's great and stuff. But I just think you need to use caution and be sure that you're, you know, using pleasant thoughts and things of this nature because they definitely know what your true thoughts are. And I definitely know that not every extraterrestrial uh, has our best at best interest at hand. Uh, when I say that, I'm, I'm talking about one out of many races of reptilians, one out of many races of greys that work hand in hand with some of the black hats or the, um, facets of the government that don't want this all to happen for you it's uh, we are not alone but for others it's are we alone so if uh if there's definitive evidence if there is this breaking news such as i discussed uh you know worldwide broadcast sort of reveal what does that mean for human evolution in your mind in my mind, it means that they have come to the realization that we are at a good acceptance level, and it means that we can change our life. We will no longer be enslaved under the system of society that we live in now, and things will change. And people say, well, what about all these people doing these horrible things? And I say, they are they not a victim of their society, you know, that they get pushed into these different bad directions because they they don't they're not making the right decisions because our whole society is not at a good gracious level of living so until we can reach a level up to where we learn how to manifest ourselves into being better humans you know our society will not change if we maintain like we are now in our warlike ways and stuff and a lot of that is because since we were born, we've been groomed into these uh, ways of working nine to five and, and being a slave to paying taxes and all these different things, paying for energy that we should not be paying for, using fossil fuels that we should not be using, uh, polluting our world, uh, creating our own problems. So with the right instruction, we can learn to be better human beings. 
Are uh, ETs benevolent or malevolent or a combination of Interdimensionals, both? Interdimensionals are benevolent. Now, there are some You don't call races, them extraterrestrials? Pardon? Do you not well, call them extraterrestrials? Yes. Well, that's because there are... There's there's a lower rim of extraterrestrials that are within our solar system and have been here for a very long time. Interdimensionals go between dimensions and things of this nature. They have a higher intelligence, higher technology. So a lot of these um, things like people you, you'll hear about, like uh, people being abducted or things of this nature, are either from these lower rims of extraterrestrials and or a part of the government that disguises themselves as extraterrestrials. And the reason why they like to do this is because they keep us under their thumb. And and like the groups like the Cabal, the Illuminati, the, that maintain it on all our banking systems, um, maintain the keep us using fossil fuels, things of this nature, because they want to control us and keep us dumbed down. So... They do not want us to evolve. They do not want disclosure because they know that interdimensionals will step in and help us to become better humans and become a lot smarter. And we will outgrow these other ways. And once that happens, we can become interdimensional ourselves. We can, and that's the thing that these lower rim extraterrestrials do not have the capability of becoming interdimensional. So we are a threat to them and they will not be able to, Hold, hold anything over us. We will not be a puppet or a slave to them anymore. And we will be in charge of our society and in charge of who our futures and our future generations, we will be in charge and nobody else will be leading us around like puppets. So do they have and good we, intentions or bad intentions? They have the interdimensionals have good intentions. We wouldn't be having this conversation right now if they had bad intentions. They've been watching us forever and they've just been waiting for us to get to an intellectual and technological level so that we can work together and have an understanding of what each needs and what we can gain from each other this is a beautiful planet it is beautiful and we are very unique human beings and people say why why not why, why can't we see that we are unique? Why can't we see the beauty in our planet? Why can't we see that we have a lot to offer? And they see it, I can see it, and we will all learn to see it. Nancy, thank you so much for coming on the program. Thank you for having me. Your website, timefordisclosure.com. There's a Facebook group as well, and we look forward to uh, talking with you again, Nancy, at some time. Thank you very much. Good night as well. Uh, the extraterrestrial diplomacy and first contact conference is coming up next Wednesday, November 29th. It is a free or by donation event, 7 p.m. Pacific or 7 p.m. Eastern time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Again, free by donation. Uh, you can register. Uh, you get access to it live or to replay. There's some uh, online webinars, uh, many speakers, and uh, we uh, support uh, everything that the Alliance uh, is doing, the Alliance for Extraterrestrial Diplomatic Contact. Again, uh, allianceforet.org is their website. You can go to paranormalradio.com 
slash ET to find out about the uh, diplomacy and uh, first contact conference that's happening again next Wednesday, November 29th at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern time. There has been some uh, interesting stuff going on uh, at the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office with a Sean Kirkpatrick and some statements that he has made headed out the door. Also, some breaking news, as breaking as it gets when it comes to fighter jets scrambling to investigate a UFO sighting uh, that shut down an airport. I mean, this one has it all. And uh, time for your calls at 503-506-0396 in the United States or Canada, 503-506-0396. I'm Jeremy Scott, somewhere between paranormal and Into the paranormal. I'm Jeremy Scott. This is Into the Parabnormal, 503-506-0396 in the United States and Canada. That's 503-506-0396 or ITP51 on Skype. As we've reported on this program, the head of the All Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick, is leaving the post after 18 months at the helm of the government's UAP office if uh if arrow had their way you wouldn't hear people like nancy timms on the program tonight they wouldn't be heard from or any other contactee they certainly haven't been heard from in an official uh public setting that's why it's uh, so crucial we believe these interviews that we do on the program with individuals like this who are disclosing their own reality or our reality There's some uh, statements that might indicate beyond the uh, initial report of the reason Mr. Kirkpatrick is resigning. And and that, of course, is the fact that there are allegations that he was not taking witnesses seriously uh, and may have been telling falsehoods regarding some of those interactions. Basically, the whistleblowers, and there are more than just one or two did not feel comfortable about uh, speaking to Mr. Kirkpatrick. So uh, basically, uh, he's got to go. But he is uh, saying plenty on the way out. This is a man who has said that there's a possibility that uh, some of these craft could come from motherships. And of course, that they exhibit characteristics that defy the known laws of physics. He has said those things. On occasion, and yet in a public setting, has seemingly gone the complete opposite route. But now he's doing interviews with the publications. One says, they asked him in Politico, are aliens real? And I'll just tell you a, a short part of that, because that's all that time will allow here. If we don't prove there are aliens then what we're finding is evidence of other people doing stuff in our backyard, and that's not good. So it's either extraterrestrials or it's some sort of foreign interference. And again, 
this is unidentified anomalous phenomena. And we're not saying these are all alien craft or that these uh, all meet the characteristics. What we're saying is that they're unidentified anomalous phenomenon and they should be investigated whether they're ours, theirs, or somebody else's. He also says that alien life is unlikely to have crashed into the United States. He must not have uh, read much UFO literature. That uh, earthly technologies are a greater threat than the aliens. So he's not worried about extraterrestrial advanced technology at all. I mentioned those techno-signatures earlier in the program, which would indicate advanced alien technology. Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick doesn't think that uh, that they have any sort of advanced technology. But again, as he has said before, all things are possible. Just uh, apparently not extraterrestrials. And then the sighting that I mentioned happened Sunday in India. Two fighter jets scrambling to investigate a UFO near an airport. Security forces issued an alert after the UFO was sighted. Indian Air Force halted operations at uh, the airport for several hours. Indian authorities not releasing any specifics about their investigation. So... Again, another unidentified object in which uh, is met with uh, the response of fighter jets, uh, similarly to what happened earlier this year across the U.S. Uh, More of them, in fact. Uh, Recently, we found out about even another one of these sightings that was in the midst of all the other ones. Um, And, of course, we know that Canada dealt with, uh, with dozens of these. There is stuff out there. Not all of them are extraterrestrial in origin. Some of them may be. Others may be uh, foreign adversaries. Uh, Some of them could be our own technology uh, or even technology that we don't know exists but uh, or that we don't want others to know exists, but we clearly have the blueprints for. I mean, there's a a wide-ranging amount of possibilities here that we discuss somewhere between the paranormal and abnormal. I'm Jeremy Scott. Until next time, good night and God bless. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 